Hey, this is Monty Nero, and you're listening to The Night Nerd. Welcome to The Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Wednesday, so we're going to talk some comic books. All week, we were celebrating the Loch Ness Monster, Nessie, uh, which we'll talk more tomorrow as far as like Nessie being a boy or a girl or what's going on. And today, today's going to be a little different though, because if you look for the Loch Ness Monster in comics, you're not, you're not going to find it. Um, 1976 issue of Doc Savage had the Loch Ness Monster. Um, one of the Prince Valiant stories had a Loch Ness Monster. Uh, one short asterisk book did. But that's that's it. And I, I don't know. I think that's weird because in comics like Marvel and DC, you know, we see Wendigo, Bigfoot, Santa Claus. We see all these other beings and there's not a Loch Ness Monster. So... I thought to myself, like, how can I talk about the Loch Ness on comics? See, the, sometimes when I come up with an idea, actually every week when I come up with an idea, w- what I'm going to talk about for that week, I'm like, okay, how does it pertain to video games and TV, comics, blah, blah, blah. Nessie, I just, I thought I could maybe get a shot of the that handful of stuff, but I can't. So, plan B. Nessie's from Scotland, right? And I'm going to talk about, in my opinion, the most famous Scottish comic book character. And that's Myra McTaggart. Uh, She's associated with the X-Men. First showed up in X-Men 96 back in December of 75, created by Chris Claremont and Dave Cockrum. And she has been part of the X-Men ever since. uh, And especially super, super so recently. So... She was all through Claremont's run, um, had kind of a will-they-won't-they-they-will-but-they-shouldn't-and-now-they-won't with Professor X. She created the Muir Island Center for Mutant Research, uh, all these things. And I think that's... That what's, I remember in the 90s reading her stories. So this was after she debuted, um, obviously, like 15, 16 years after she debuted. And before I came around and learned about her, in comics, like, she was an expert on genetic mutation, won a Nobel Prize, helped Xavier um, create Cerebro, had a son. She got married to a guy named Joseph McTaggart and left him. He wouldn't divorce her, so she was like, oh, yeah, he's dead. Uh, She had a son with him who would grow up to be Proteus and we'll get to him in a minute but she was uh, her name was Kevin I, I don't know I feel like that's a born Kevin Kevin home alone I don't know so she kind of kept him like basically in a prison on Muir Island and she wanted to cure him but not cure all mutants. Uh, she wanted to understand how mutants work. 
And basically, she just took in stray mutants all the time. She took in uh, Rain Sinclair, who's Wolfsbane. She took Cable in when he was first showed up in our timeline. Uh, when Magneto became a baby, they were like, Oh, hey, Myra, you take stray mutants. Here you go. And it's crazy. Over time, um, her son would break free and go crazy and start killing people. And Colossus had to kill him. Um, his weakness was metal, so the metal guy killed him. That was also true in Ultimate Comics, where Colossus, like, crashed a car on him in a scene that had a lot of callbacks to Action Comics' number one cover. Um, so, I don't know, it was kind of neat. But, anyway, so, Myra has her Mirror Island people, and she creates her own team of X-Men there. But... Come to find out, we would find this out years, years, years later, like during the Deadly Genesis stuff. Myra actually opened up down the street from Professor X with her own school for kids. And there she had Vulcan, Petra, Darwin, and Sway, who were the second team, the true second team of X-Men, that went to rescue the original team when Krakoa uh, kidnapped them. But they all died. So... The Professor X was like, oh man, this is a big failure, so I'm going to wipe it from everybody's memory. But uh, Banshee, who was actually part of the other second team of X-Men, would find the records that Myra left about this. So, kind of interesting, you know, how he's the one. And that, that's one thing about Banshee. So Banshee's Irish, not Scottish. That's why we're not talking about him. He is one of my favorite X-Men, but he and Myra always kind of had a on-again, off-again. But Part of that was because of this this team of X-Men she made um, that would... They were the Mirror Island X-Men. And ultimately, they would go on to be Excalibur. Because the Mirror Island X-Men were Banshee, a uh, strong guy, Wolfsbane, Forge, Myra herself, uh, and Polaris. But they broke up. And then when Excalibur came around, they set up camp at Muir Island, and that would that would be their home, I mean, really until this most recent run of X-Men. Again in the 90s, uh, Myra would come center stage because of the legacy virus. She was called in to Genosha to see what was going on and why, you know, all these slaves were dying, and then Ileana Rasputin Magic caught it, and she died, and so Myra, like, poured into it, trying to figure out what was going on, what this disease was that was killing mutants. And somewhere along the way, she got infected. Now, at the time, it was, oh my gosh, you know, now it's spread to humans, what's going on? And uh, Mystique would show up and corrupt the virus to where it would only infect humans. But then there were two strains. But it was thanks to this that Myra was able to find a cure. Uh... But Mystique and not really the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, even though it was a lot. It was like Mystique and Sabretooth. Um, I have the issue. They like beat the tar out of her, and she's dying. And the X Men are trying to get her back to the Institute. Uh, before she dies, though, she makes a bond with Xavier so she can transfer the knowledge of the cure to him, and she dies. And here we learn that their tie was so close that Xavier almost followed her into death. But Gene and Cable stopped him. Um, and then we got the cure for the legacy virus. 
and Colossus and all that, and that's a that's a story for another time. So she was dead for a while. She showed up in the Dead Girl miniseries where Dead Girls, well, dead, and so like her and Gwen Stacy um, are in a book club. They're all in a book club together. Kind of weird, but eventually she comes back to life, and yeah, there we have it. Until House of X, Powers of Ten. When Jonathan Hickman took over back in 2019, uh, Myron McTaggart was like the important piece. I mean, there was leading up to the series, the, I mean, it's kind of a reboot. It shows a page that she's in, and it's her and Xavier talking, and it didn't have the dialogue, but it was like, this is the most important page in the history of the X-Men. To which even Hickman was like, uh, not, not really. I mean, it's important in my run, but, uh, you know. Where we find out not only is Myra a mutant, and she's Myra X now, which is a very 90s thing, you know, like Adam X. But we find out that she's been a mutant this whole time. And her power is, when she dies, she's, like, it's a reset button. She's back at the moment of her um, conception, and she has all the memories of her past lives. And to date, she's she's on her 10th life. So she's died nine times. And sometimes she, like, tried to kill all the Trask. And sometimes she hooked up with Xavier earlier. Uh, one time she went to Magneto. And one time she went to Apocalypse. And it's like, hey, Xavier and Magneto are weak. We have to save mutants. And it turned into this whole big thing. Which, that's the life that actually led into House of X. Um, and right now, she's in a deep, dark cave on Krakoa, and the only people that know she's there are Professor X and Magneto. And there's some interesting things going on, because they're trying to keep her alive, uh, because in one of her lives, Destiny said, hey, you're only going to live like 10 or 11 times, so be careful what you do on that 10th cycle. Um, this whole thing, it was really cool, kind of. It was kind of a shock value thing. And uh, it's making for interesting stories in the X-Men titles and X-Men line. On one hand, I like it because it does put Myra front and center again, makes her an important part of the X-Men mythos, just like she was in the Claremont run. But on the other hand, it's kind of like, wait, what? Uh, okay. Which Hickman's really good at that. You know, I, not when I say, wait, what? It's not in a bad way. It's just like a I, okay, I didn't see that coming. We'll see where it goes, which is exactly where we're at. Now, what it has to do with a big gala and fancy dresses, I, I don't know. I guess we'll find out this summer. But Myra, you know, growing up in Scotland, you got to think, I mean, well, she talked about the lock a few times in, in books. So you got to think, you know, she visited it and everything and probably had some kind of interest in it with her being a geneticist and uh you know what it would take for a creature like that to live in the lock so i don't know that's that's what i think let me know do you think mara has a connection with the Loch Ness monster you can let me know in the console here on soundcloud or social media facebook instagram youtube twitter everywhere just look for the night nerd or you can email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. But otherwise, that's going to do it for me today. Again, my name is Lance. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Lock, mess, confess, yo.
Let's